<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs, and welcome to The Great America Show. We all know our country is in crisis. Our southern border is in the control of the Mexican drug cartels. The cartels run both sides of that wide-open border, and illegals are pouring across the border. And why not? President Biden has invited them all in. Biden is spending fortunes on Ukraine, somewhere around $60 billion. And after almost five months of war, Putin is crushing Ukraine. And he obviously means to take at least the eastern part of Ukraine, and very likely all of Ukraine. Biden and his Secretary of State have been inept throughout, seeming to want war with Russia at various points. And Biden diplomacy, such as it is, has been ineffective at best if not designed to further inflame Putin and harden his resolve to fight on until all of Ukraine is his. And sky-high prices all across this country are creating pain for millions of Americans. Two-thirds of Americans surveyed by Gallup say high gasoline prices are causing them hardship, while Biden and his advisors say basically get used to it, suckers. High prices for American consumers are the price they pay, for the great transition to electric vehicles and for the new liberal world order. Is it any wonder Biden's poll numbers are in the dumper? And those numbers are historic. Biden's presidency is unraveling before our eyes, and his poll numbers have collapsed. Get this, almost 9 in 10 Americans now say this country is headed in the wrong direction. Almost 9 out of 10 Americans. Only 29% of registered voters approve of Biden. That's a new low, and Biden can thank women for it being that high. 34% of women approve of Biden, only 25% of men, a nine-point gap. Nothing Biden is doing, not a single policy, is working for the American people. Certainly not his choice to roll up our southern border. Estimates are now that 6 million illegals will enter the country thanks to Biden's lifting of the Remain in Mexico policy. Joining us today is the former Commissioner of Customs and Border Protection, Mark Morgan, a visiting fellow at the Heritage Foundation, a great American. Mark, thanks for being with us. I, I want to begin, if I may, with uh, this, this, uh, this radical Democrat running out in Iowa who says the wall is idiotic, and he says illegal immigration is not a crime. And that seems to be an attitude that's uh, pervasive in the Biden administration and certainly among the, the Marxist Dems. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah Lou, I, I think you're right. I think the only idiotic thing is his statement about the wall and illegal immigration. And look, you, Lou, you know this well, and I think the American people are becoming more aware and more educated how important border security is, how important tools and resources like the wall is to effectively secure our border. I think they understand what Ronald Reagan said back in the, in the 80s, that a nation that cannot secure its borders is not a nation at all. And I think the American people are also awaking to the fact that uh, illegal immigration is not separate from border security. And as illegal immigration goes up, 
resources are pulled off the line, the ability to effectively secure our border goes down. This administration has literally handed over operational control of large areas of our southwest border to cartels. Criminals are pouring in, drugs are pouring in, and it increased our national security vulnerability. It's statements like that that are just irresponsible, idiotic, and reckless. Well, I, my guess is that this fellow, his name is Mike Franken. Uh, he's desperately behind and desperate uh, for any kind of media attention, and he just got it. Uh, but as you say, what a what an idiotic thing for any American to say who cares anything about our nation's sovereignty uh, and our national security. Uh, it's just uh, extraordinary the links to which uh, the, the Marxist Dems have gone under this administration. I, I think so, Lou. I think he's, he's he's like a petulant child, right? Where bad you know bad attention is better than no attention at all, right? Exactly. And uh, and as with Mr. Biden, I I don't know what he's aware of and what he isn't. But I do know this. He is intent, uh, absolutely intent on preserving that border that he opened up wide open uh, through which millions of illegal immigrants are pouring. Yeah, Lou, I, yeah. There's no consequence. There's no national attention on that fact. Lou, I think you're right. And, and look, I, you know, you know, I, you've been following this for a long time uh, and I'm been very grateful that you have. Obviously, I've been involved in this, too. And when I watch President Biden, uh, I'm torn because there's a large part of me that that clearly from what he says and how he says that, that he actually has no idea actually what's going on in the southwest border. Yet he's allowing what, what I refer to as a, as a tremendous amount of ideologues, including Secretary Mayorkas, that's driving the policy, driving our open, open borders. And look, for your listeners, it's very important. This is about border security. You can't separate illegal immigration from border security. Again, as illegal immigration goes up, our ability to secure our border goes down. Uh, right now, in some areas, 80 to 90 percent of Border Patrol agents are pulled off the front line, pulled off their national security mission to really do uh, administrative uh, 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 details, uh, whether it's hospital watch, transportation or processing. That leaves large areas of border wide open. Look, I was just watching uh, uh, or listening to a, on a hit on, on another station and Derek Moltz was on there, former DEA uh, uh, special agent. And, you know, he was talking about the fentanyl. And he's talking about, we know, over 100,000 drug poisonings, if you will, in this country in a 12-month period. The leading cause of deaths between 1845 is fentanyl. And we know 95% of fentanyl comes from our southwest border. But, Lou, what has this president or this administration said about that? Not a word. Not a word. Uh, President Trump, your former boss, uh, made it very clear. He was ready to go to war on the cartels. Uh, He was ready to launch missiles uh, as the left-wing media sort of snarked uh, against those targets in Mexico for the good of Mexico. Uh, In point of fact, this government will at some point have to go after the cartels if they're going to to be serious about stopping the cartels, the the collateral damage of at least 100,000 Americans every year uh, to drug overdoses. Uh, Your thoughts about that? Yeah, look, look I, I think that that's the discussion we need to be having. I agree. Look, and we're only talking about drug overdoses, but let's not forget about uh, right now. I mean, we're well over 800,000 gotaways. 
illegal aliens that broke on our southwest border, invaded apprehension, and made their way to every state and town and city in this country. And among them are some really bad people, murderers, rapists, pedophiles, and gang members. Think about that. Those are known gotaways. If you ask Border Patrol agents, they'll say that number is well over a million. There's nine states in this country that, that they have less either a million or, or less than a million in, in, in their population of their states. Think about that for a second. And then, of course, the national security vulnerabilities. It was just about a month ago where the FBI said they uh, dismantled, disrupted a terrorist attack to assassinate former President Bush. And they were going to carry that out by smuggling terrorists uh, through our wide open southwest border. So, yes, this is a time. Look, this is about the cartels. This is about the cartels that are absolutely exploiting this administration's open border policies. They're invading this country with drugs. They're invading this country with uh, criminals. They're invading this country with individuals who are facilitating them being able to further out, uh, further carry out additional uh, criminal schemes that are jeopardizing every aspect of our nation's health, safety, and national security. Is there any doubt in your mind that Joe Biden and the Biden uh, administration, uh, all of the bozos who are in all in positions of responsibility across his executive cabinet, uh, they're pro cartel. There is no other way. They mean for the cartels to be in control of that border on both sides to be absolutely free to carry out uh, drug smuggling, uh, human smuggling, illegal immigration, uh, sex trafficking. Uh, it's just disgusting. Uh, yeah. There is no end to it. And yeah. they, they, this is intentional, and they are definitively and absolutely pro-cartel. Look, I, I agree, Luke. This is absolutely intentional. They, they know what they're doing. Secretary Mayorkas, let's not forget, he was the former deputy secretary of the Department of Homeland Security under the Obama then Vice President Biden administration. Um, I know the data he gets because of Commissioner CBP. I received the same exact data, the same exact daily reports with all the data. The secretary knows uh, that drugs are pouring in, 95% of fentanyl coming in through the southwest border, killing Americans. He knows that pedophiles, rapists, murderers, and gang members are evading efforts every single day and coming to this country and committing crimes, including killing uh, American citizens. He knows about the national security vulnerabilities. We could go on and on. He knows about the travesties to the migrants themselves. He knows that under his watch, over 700 dead migrants along the southwest border have been recovered. That shatters an all-time record. He knows that 30% of young women and children are, are sexually assaulted on their journey up here. He knows, as you said, that migrants themselves become a, a fall prey to victim of trafficking and associated atrocities with that. And what do they do? They turn a blind eye. Look, they know what's happening, but they're driven by their personal ideology, and they don't care about the second, third order negative effects. And I keep saying, how many more Americans have to die and how many more migrants have to die before this administration reverses course or we force them to or the states step up and fill the void left by this administration? Well, let's talk about that for, for a minute here, if we may. Mark, we are, we're looking at a, a new Mexico uh, a different Mexico than we had seen just a year and a half ago. Yep. Uh, suddenly, Lopez Obrador is now no longer talking about, no longer does he have 26,000 soldiers out uh, working with the United States trying to stop illegal immigration. Indeed, it's the reverse. He's handing out uh, tra travel visas uh, so they can move through Mexico and get to our border. 
we have a a Lopez Obrador who is suddenly talking about uh, U.S. affairs as if he were inextricably involved and engaged, uh, whether it's uh, you know taking down our Statue of Liberty because we the U.S. government is extraditing uh, uh, Assange. Uh, he goes on and on. Uh, he proposes the return to the North American Union. He doesn't call that uh, the North American Union any longer. Uh, the Rather, he's talking about the uh, America's Union. I, I mean, this is an aggressive approach suddenly that is being taken. You know, they say every uh, nature abhors a vacuum. Uh, Biden is a walking vacuum. And now Lopez Obrador is standing uh, head and shoulders above it. Yeah, Luke, look, I, I think you're right. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think your analysis is spot on. Look, I was there in the administration under President Trump, and I can tell you, as a commissioner, I benefited from the strength from President Trump. And he used that strength and position of global power to leverage that to, to really drive Mexico to step up, as you as you accurately said. At one point, Mexico had 25, 26,000 personnel that were deployed to address this global illegal immigration crisis that we had. Mexico strengthened their southern border. They increased their interior enforcement and they supported our efforts that really helped to secure our borders as well. It was unprecedented. And President Biden came in and and and, and he just he just jettisoned. He just dismantled all the leverage we had. And also it was more than leverage. I can tell you during the Trump administration, we actually had established a lot of effective goodwill with the government of Mexico. Again, I was the, the benefactor of that as a commissioner. I can tell you, I was working with my counterparts on a regular basis and they understood the strength of the, of the United States. No more. That All the leverage has been gone. And so now, look, I'm not here to defend to the president of Mexico, but Think about this. We, we were joining together to address this, this global phenomenon, this global crisis. And, and with our policies, now we've opened up the floodgates. We are actually the ones that are encouraging illegal immigration coming through the, the government, uh, going through Mexico. So to some degree, the, the Mexican president says, hey, you created this problem. I'm, I'm out. You created this problem. You fix it. I'm just going to be a facilitator like I once was before. Yeah, it is really it is really quite interesting to see the the different relationship uh, between Lopez Obrador uh, and Biden versus Donald Trump. Uh, quite a difference. Uh, Lopez, I, I want your insight into something. I, I'm really surprised that Lopez Obrador is talking about the United States should remove the Statue of Liberty, uh, Breitbart reporting the story, uh, if the United States proceeds with the extradition and prosecution of Julian Assange, the uh, founder of WikiLeaks. Uh, your your thoughts on that? Yeah, Lou, I think it goes back to, to what you were saying overall. I, I, I think that if President Trump was still in office, uh, the Mexico's president, he wouldn't be making the, the, these kind of overt statements, in my opinion, right? Um, because he understood uh, where we were at. And he understood that we had to work together on a multitude of, of uh, uh, issues. And so I think just like the cartels uh, and look, I think you can make the same analogy just as criminals in the United States. They feel in, in, empowered. They feel emboldened to step out, get across their skis and push back uh, in this country uh, with issues in this country that, quite frankly, they, they shouldn't be getting involved in. But again, they feel empowered. Uh, no doubt about it. And I'm very, frankly, I'm torn on the issue of Julian Assange because I'm not sure I understand entirely why 
this Justice Department, which is a politically corrupt entity without question, is so engaged on Julian Assange and the revelations that uh, originated uh, on WikiLeaks. Uh, this, the Marxist left in this country that is driving the Democratic Party wants to shut down in every way possible uh, the, the, the American people's right to know. Uh, we need to have outlets that are revealing what our government is doing, and we need to know uh, precisely why they are proceeding, because we're not getting that answer from the corporatist left-wing uh, news outlets, uh, all of the broadcast networks, certainly, uh, and uh, most of the cable news uh, outlets as well. Yeah, and look, I, I think what, what's really a challenge for me, honestly, I, I've divided, devoted my entire adult life to public service. As you know, I, I spent two decades in the FBI, and it, I, I, I'll be honest with you, it's painful for me that, um, but the fact is that in this country, the public's trust in law enforcement, including what I think used to be, you know, I believed as the most premier law enforcement agency in the United States, the FBI, the public's trust has been uh, um, impacted, even in the FBI uh, uh, and across the board, because of the perception of the politicization, as you said, of the Department of Justice and using the FBI as a pawn to carry out some of the things that they've done. And I think that does a disservice to this entire country. Now, I think this country understands clearly now, certainly Republicans and independents understand it, uh, that this is a Justice Department, this is an FBI that is decided that the American people are their enemy uh, and they are treating us as enemies rather than those who should be uh, grateful to them for their public service. Indeed, their public service amounts to a war on, uh, on the right, uh, on conservatives, on the Republican Party, uh, decency and tradition in our heritage. Uh, it is breathtaking to me, Mark, to see what this Justice Department has become. We have hundreds of citizens as a result of the January 6 uh, demonstrations and rally, uh, and some of them uh, certainly uh, guilty of trespass at the very least when they went into the Capitol. But that's not a, not a felony. And we've got people who have been in jail for a full year and a half since that event. It's, and the Justice Department and the judici- and the judges, I mean, they're overcharging and oversentencing in every, almost every instance. Yeah, and Lou, I, I think what, what's frustrating for me and what's frustrating, I think, a lot of Americans is the duality nature of what this, this administration, this Justice Department is doing, right? I think we're all on board with, with any violation of the law has to be met with fair, firm, and, and adequate justice, right? I think the challenge is, is when we look at what happened, for instance, as you're talking about January 6th and, and what has transpired after that, I remember back in the summer of 2020, right? Remember when, when reporters, the, 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 the mainstream media, really extension of the Democratic Party, were literally standing in, in, in towns and cities with buildings burning to the ground behind them, and they were referred to as mostly peaceful protests. I remember that as a commissioner of CBP, I sent resources, agents and officers, you know, to the federal courthouse in Portland that was being attacked every single night. And they were literally trying to burn down the federal courthouse, kind of another important symbol of American justice. But yet nothing was done. Uh, I, I mean, uh, uh, very few arrests were made. The majority of those that were arrests were released uh, immediately within hours, if not the next day. So there does seem to be a factual base 
uh, a duality of justice here. And I think that is what's really um, uh, leading to the distrust in the public with respect to, to what's going on right now. And those that loss of trust in our institutions, uh, it, it, at this point, I have to be honest, uh, as, I, as I try to be in everything, uh, this is not my reaction when I read that story about the, the trust on the part of the American public of our institutions. My question is, why not? Why would anybody trust them? When we look at what is happening, illegal immigration, we have uh, candidates for the U.S. Senate uh, saying that there is no crime in crossing that border that it's perfectly fine, that yep. uh, we should uh, not. Uh, I, it's just the ignorance of it all. And the Justice Department that won't prosecute Antifa, uh, uh, BLM, uh, because, you know, they're just rioting and burning businesses and uh, homes to the ground. Uh, and they will prosecute January Sixers because they were standing on the Capitol grounds, which, by the way, is not a crime. Uh, and they are pursuing as as zealots they are ideological zealots Marxist yeah. left zealots uh, these these poor people and well, not no one and I'm and by the way I'm critical of the Republican Party here as well yep. Yep. they should be standing up my God doing something for these poor people ensnared in this political persecution yeah Lou, I I think that's part of the Americans' frustration I think the you know, they're seeing a good look behind the curtain. I think they're being more educated. I think they're becoming more aware of exactly what's going on right now in this country, especially, you know, under this administration. I mean, look, 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 let's, let's go back to the border for a second. I mean, Secretary Mayorkas, what made me think about it is what you're talking about, about the law. I mean, I mean, Secretary Mayorkas, he's defying the rule of law. I mean, he's ignoring the law. He's creating his own law. He's ignoring Congress. Heck, he's got court orders from a judge, and he's ignoring those as well. And he's actually, you know, trying to remove the word illegal from illegal immigration, kind of like the the, the, the uh, individual we just talked about before, the politician. I mean, it's just ignorant. Uh, it, and it's so frustrating. Look, uh, the, the to break into our country illegally, I, I hate to break it to this, 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 this uh, uh, politician, but that's a crime. That's illegal. That's the law. But yet we have individuals based on their ideology is they don't care. Secretary Marcus doesn't care about the law. He's not enforcing the law. Secretary Marcus has actually said, Lou, to be here in the country illegally is not enough to deport you. To have a final court order of removal by an immigration judge is not enough to remove and deport you. It's absolutely absurd. And they then they feign like they don't understand what's causing the worst crisis on our southern border. You know, I agree with you 100 percent, and and you're absolutely right. And I, I think most Americans agree 100 percent with what you're saying. Yeah. But at the same time, the national left-wing corporate news media isn't even reporting this. Yep. And I, and I want to ask you a very simple question that I can't get an answer uh, as much as I, as hard as I try. Maybe you can give me the answer. Why is it? that these planes carrying these illegal immigrants by the hundreds of thousands and distributing them across the country in the middle of the night, how is it that we can't find anything out about who they are, what they're doing, who's paying for them, who's paying for those planes, why are they being taken to the locations they're, they're being taken to, and who is supporting all of these illegal immigrants that have suddenly... Uh, 
you know, got first class charters uh, to a destination unknown to all of America? Yeah. So, so Lou, those are all good questions. I can tell you, I've been working with some members of Congress, not all, because I agree with you. This, this, is, this isn't just a, a failure of the Democrats. This is a failure of Republicans and Democrats. But what I'll tell you is right now, there, there is a failure in the immigration law. So the law says right now that the federal government, uh, there's no requirement or mandate that they actually have to tell states who they're dumping off into their states, which is just outrageous. The second thing is, is the reason why these flights are going on, most of them in the middle of the night, is because they're trying to deal with the bad political optics of overcrowded facilities and the fact that they're releasing, like you said, hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens locally into the communities and they're overwhelming them. So instead of securing our borders and dealing and reducing illegal immigration, all they're doing is processing and pushing them into the interior to relieve the bad political optics on the physical border themselves. And look, the, what, what's, what's happening is taxpayers are funding the majority of this. Um, NGOs, non-governmental organizations are assisting this government. What I've been saying is really complete completing the last leg of the smuggling operation. You know, before the, 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 the smugglers and the cartels, once they uh, got illegal aliens across the border, they still had to get them to their final destination. They don't have to anymore, Lou, because the federal government is subsidizing NGOs to do it for them. Incredible. And, and as, as you and I both know, there are uh, nonprofits and NGOs, non-governmental organizations, who are working hand in glove with the Marxist left in this country to subvert our immigration law, uh, our refugee laws, and, and to take matters into their own hands. And by the way, undercut or just utterly ignore, as you point out, the states themselves. And they become subservient to the will of NGOs and nonprofits, which is sort of a, 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 a Kafkaesque moment when you think about uh, unelected officials in non-government organizations and nonprofits are actually in charge of making public policy decisions, particularly in cases of national security. The people are entering this country illegally and who are being welcomed by some while they are competing with the rest. Yeah, Lou, I, I think that's right. Look, NGOs, they, they have culpability here. Uh, the Catholic Charities, people don't want to talk about it, but the reality is the Catholic Charities is one of the largest violators right now of that. And we keep saying this is about border security. And what the Catholic Charities refuse to acknowledge, and they're not being honest with American people or those that provide them with donations, is, again, when you facilitate, encourage, um, and, and, and basically provide a roadmap for illegal immigration, you are making our borders less secure. Again, 90% of agents are pulled off the front line doing administrative duties, hospital watch, transportation, and processing. We have literally handed operational control of large areas of border to the cartels. So when these charities, these NGOs, think that they're helping migrants, what they're really doing is killing Americans. And the last thing I'll say is the worst thing we can do is have open borders, not just because threats come into our country killing Americans, but it's also the most dangerous thing for migrants. So far, Lou, under this administration, more than 700 dead migrants have been found at our border. Again, uh, uh, young women and children are sexually assaulted and abused on their journey. They become victims of trafficking and associated atrocities with that. Have you heard a single word from this president, Secretary Marcos, or any of the NGOs about the dead migrants and the atrocities that they suffer? And why? Because this administration has told them it is worth it. Risk your livelihood, risk your life 
because if you get to our border, we're going to release you and we're not going to lawfully deport you. That's why they're coming. And look, we just heard a, a couple of weeks ago about the tractor trailer where 56 dead migrants were recovered. How many more dead migrants and how many more dead Americans before we say enough is enough? Well, uh, that is the question of the day. Uh, we always give our guests here, as you know, Mark, uh, the last word. Uh, your concluding thoughts. Uh, and you, We appreciate your time here today. Yeah, Luke, look, first of all, thank you and uh, for giving me the time. We, it's clear that this administration is not going to stop with their open border policy. They're not going to secure the border, and the, the vast set of threats and, and, and complex threats are going to continue to pour across this border, killing Americans as well as migrants themselves. So, look, so this November matters. Uh, we need to get people back in Congress going to do the right thing to secure our borders. But until then, we really need to push state to continue to step up and do more. Governor Abbott and A.G. Paxton of Texas, they've done more as, as governor and attorney general than any other governor and attorney general in this state. But we need to continue to do more at the state level. Mark Morgan, former commissioner of uh, Customs and Border Protection, we thank you for being with us. Uh, we appreciate it, Mark, as always. Look forward to our next conversation. Thanks so Thanks, much, Luke. my friend. God bless you. You too, Lou. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Tomorrow on The Great America Show, we'll have Carrie Lake. She's running for the Arizona Republican gubernatorial nomination. She's leading in the polls, and she's an America First candidate. She'll be with us tomorrow right here. Please join us. Until then, God bless you, and God bless America.